0: Okay, y'all, let's jump into the word. So, today I'm going to be talking about your identity. So, I want to go to Ephesians chapter 1 and make sure that y'all share this with somebody, invite somebody to this, make sure that y'all are engaged in this, taking notes, man. If you struggle with your identity, take these notes, okay? So, I want to start at Ephesians chapter 1 because when I was on that journey of really learning who I was and discovering my identity, because You know, a lot of times y'all see the success that I have now, but you didn't see the years that it took to get here. Right. You see the brand collaboration deals, but you don't see the years of being faithful, making content, not making a dime off of it. You know, you didn't see the years of just being consistent, you know, and that's why I'm so thankful that Facebook allows us to see those memories. Right. Because what those memories do is those memories remind us that we all have a journey. We all have a place where we started at. And a lot of you right now, I believe this, you know, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, I really feel like a lot of you are struggling with comparison. You're struggling with that. You're looking at all these people who are successful and you look at these people and you see, man, they've gotten so far, right? And you're looking at these people and you're looking at their lives and you're comparing where you are right now to where they are right now. But see, a lot of times when we're comparing our lives to other people, we're not comparing our life to the season when they were where we are, meaning like the season of the valley, the season of the wilderness, the season of where the isolation or the loss. No, we are typically comparing to the season of the mountaintop so a lot of times we want to compare our valley season to somebody else's mountaintop now if I'm comparing my valley to your mountaintop wouldn't it be very easy to believe that God has forgotten about me come on somebody said blessings blessings to you I receive more blessings my way amen Like if I'm sitting over here looking at how God is like, one of the people, one of my people on here yesterday, it came on my live and man, um, on Sunday I did a class just teaching about Canva and website design, right? And it gave her inspiration. So she got inspired and then went and like marketed her business and sold one of her programs for $2,700, right? Now, imagine if I would have been looking at, man, she just made $2,700 today. I feel inadequate. I didn't do that today. Man, my win today was just getting out of the bed. You can quite see how if I was sitting over here looking at that. It would be so easy for me to not be able to see what God is doing in my life, right? And then I have like this one friend where she was like, oh, sis, you know, I made a, I made X amount of money and then I decided that I was going to just rest for the day, right? Now, imagine if I was like, oh, well, I can't rest right now because she did this and she waited till that to rest. So that's the standard I have to live by. No, you have to understand that what God has called you to do and who God has called you to be is different than the person b- beside you. Man, me and Holly, we are But can I tell you, even though me and Holly may have similar gifts, the way that those gifts work out of us is completely different. And that's what the Bible tells us in Corinthians. And I'm going to go over to that. Hold on. Let me go to Corinthians. I want to say it's either chapter 12 in verse in chapter one. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. It says, now about the spiritual gifts, the special endowments given by the Holy Spirit. So you have to understand something about gifts. Gifts come from the Holy Spirit. Now, our issue is, is that we get these gifts from the Holy Spirit, but we try to work these gifts outside of the Holy Spirit. And then we try to work it outside the Holy Spirit, and we wonder, okay, why is it working for her, but it's not working for me? What is it that she did that I failed to do? Maybe she submitted her gift to God but instead I decided that I was going to try to work this gift outside of God so it says that how brothers and sisters I don't want you to be uninformed you know that when you were pagans you were led off after these speechless idols however you were let off whether by impulse or habit man that right there can show me something that the things that tend to distract us the most is our impulses and our habits Did you know that your impulses and habits can be the very thing that are keeping you from being able to fully walk in who God has called you to be? And also, your impulses and habits can be the very thing that are blinding you from being able to see who God has called you to be. Amen. Are y'all catching this today? Let me know in the chat. First of all, we are to rejoice with those rejoicing and never compare our life to anyone. Be jealous. Get time with it. Amen. Come on, sis. People par themselves on the back instead of realizing it's God and not them. Yeah. See, a lot of times we forget where it comes from. And especially when it's a gift that comes so naturally to you. Especially when you've just always been that way. It's very easy to just do it and not think about the component of including God in it. So it says, therefore, I want you to know that no one speaking by the power and influence of the spirit of God can say Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is my Lord, except by the power of the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. Now, one of the problems that we also have a lot of times in the body of Christ is, is that because so and so doesn't administer their gift the way that I do, that must mean they're a false prophet. That must mean that they're not called by God, right? Maybe because you don't have the same identity I have, right? That means that all of a sudden now you're not called by God. But God said, listen, that there, that a sure way to know that somebody has the power of God and is being influenced by the Holy Spirit is them saying, Jesus is my Lord. Right. It says now there are distinctive varieties of special gifts, special abilities given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers. But it is the same spirit who grants them and empowers believers. So even though the gifts may look differently, it says that it is the same Holy Spirit that is at work within each and every one of us. So just because for me, like, I may prophesy one day and be like, man, in the realm of the spirit, this is how this goes, right? But then I may prophesy one day and just look at somebody and be like, hey, LaToya, God is showing me that you've been struggling with procrastination all morning long. And that God has not called you to be double-minded. God has said that I need for you to do what I've called you to do and stop going back and forth. Right? So there may be a day, but then also... It could come from, it could come off like a, just like a nonchalant way, understanding that the way that God made each and every one of us is different. And our issue a lot of times with our identity is that we, because what I do is so similar to what you do, I start to look to you instead of looking to God. And it was one of the things that I was trying, I've been trying to break in my audience because a lot of you have begun to look to me as to be your prayer warrior and your savior instead of looking to God. And my thing is, is that we have to be people who look to God. And as I was listening to um, Pastor Michael Todd and his message, man, he was just talking about how um, one of the things is that many of us have not been, we, we've, allowed, we've allowed ourselves to become dull. And I realized, man, there were things that I used to do. That I've stopped doing, man. Me and Elijah, we sat there and we started thinking about, like, man, there was a time we used to have like the greatest faith in the world. But see, because we had used all our faith towards getting this house, y'all, we was tired. Okay, like we was tired. We we was like, God, we don't want to believe for nothing else. Like we tired. You know what? I found myself even in this place where I was talking to somebody yesterday. I was like, man, I gotta take something off my plate. Because I'm tired. You know, like, I know, God, you didn't call me, but can I get a different calling? Like, I know, God, you called me to prophesy, and I know you called me to pastor, possibly, but, but could you just give me something easier? You ever pray for God to give you something easier because you feel like the thing that God has called you to is too difficult? Because, see, listen, the calling that God has for me requires me to be disciplined. And can I be real to tell y'all, there are some days I don't want to be disciplined. See, the call that God has giving me in every hat that I got to wear, because I don't know if I got some ladies in the room that know what it's like to have to wear a few hats. Like, I don't know if you like me where you got to be the mama, the wife, you got to be the business owner, but then you also got to be... Um, Man, you gotta be the sis, the content creator You gotta be the pastor, apostle, prophet It just kinda really depends on the day, right? But then you also trying to be this daughter of God And then you also gotta be a sister, right? Because you you, you got your family members, right? But then you also trying to be a friend in these streets And then you trying to be the best auntie that you ever could be, right? And then you also trying to be the generational curse breaker Not just for your family, and your kids, but for the world too And then sometimes you show up as the counselor See, and, and if you a mom, I'm just gonna be real mom Moms, we got about 10 jobs just alone, okay? Like if you if the only title you had in the world was a mom, you already got about 10 different things. Right. And then we gotta do all that in one day. Am I am I talking to anybody? Y'all go ahead and share this out with somebody. Am I talking to any ladies in here who like fits like you you talking to me? It is it's it's I right. (laughs) Y'all wonder my people should say, why you had to do me? I just had to remind myself that I still know how to prophesy to you. I ain't prophesied in so long. I try to hide that gift so much that I had to remind myself I knew a little bit about what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm probably, I was prophesying for fun. <laughs> she said I just logged in. This crazy, it's crazy how a girl that you probably never met before is literally talking about everything that you have literally been branding about. That that can happen on social media. I get it. Y'all, y'all know I'd be so big. <laughs> But see, it says how there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, right? And it says that there are special abilities given by the grace, not given by the perfection, come on, not given by the qualifications. No, they're given by grace. You think... David was called to be king because David was perfect? No, he was usable. Do you think that um, Esther was called to be the queen because she was perfect? No, because she was usable. It was more about... What I know you're willing to do, because see, sometimes I don't know if y'all like me, but sometimes I feel like God be like seeing something in me that I don't always see in myself. Because see, God be seeing a version of us who can do it while we be sitting over here still stuck in our traumas and our fears. And we over here telling God based off of my my trauma report, based off of my childhood report, based off of the rejection from my family, based off of all the businesses I started and failed on. I don't know about y'all if y'all done started about as many businesses that I have, right? And we we look at all these things and we, we go by these things to say whether or not I really can be used by God. And like I told y'all today, I'm talking about your identity and I'm talking about your calling. Your identity is not rooted in your past failures and flaws. Your identity is rooted in what God has already said about you. So we're gonna be jumping kind of between 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and then we may go to Romans 12, y'all. And we may go to Romans 11, too. And then we're gonna be in um Ephesians, and then Ephesians 1, right? She said we probably neck the neck. We we write there, sis. We write there together. Okay. So it says how in Ephesians chapter 1, it says in verse 2, Grace to you. You better say it, because all us been there and feeling we put all this. He he uses willy, but yeah. God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for willingness. It doesn't matter how perfect you are. I I know people who very well should be doing what I'm doing way more than I'm doing what I'm doing. But the thing is, is that. Are they willing? Are they are they like a vessel? Right. Do, do you have like think about it? We be praying to God for things, but really and truly, do we even have the capacity for half the things we pray for? Because like sometimes you really kind of get to the nitty gritty. Right. If you're already making six figures and you ain't got no energy, what do you think is going to happen when you go to seven? Right. If you already struggle with time management with just being a mom, how do you think it's going to pan out when God gives you your business? You think your business is going to make life easier? Baby, you ain't had business yet. Father God, I want to pray over Dolly today, God. I pray that you would give them strength today. That um, I hear the Lord saying, don't worry. I I literally just feel like like from a spirit, you give so much of your attention to worry. And so I hear the Lord saying, stop worrying. And, And that same energy you're using towards your worries, put that energy towards trusting God. Come on, put that energy towards trusting God, so don't worry amen Patricia start a business girl get you get you a, get you a work from home job baby y'all something we don't even need to pray about we just need to apply we ain't got no we ain't making no excuses in this season y'all start get listen we are in the online age baby there ain't really no. there ain't no way you there are too many ways to make money. I have I can tell y'all cuz I my, my brain racks for money making ideas. There are so many ways. I'm telling you, you can go right now, go to Etsy, buy a journal for journal template for $3, Amazon KDP, journal template for $3, create a whole planner for moms, release it, load it up to Amazon KDP for free, and then now literally Like, do you know how many moms right now are needing to know how to manage time? Like, what are the things you're naturally good at that you can make money on? And boom, right there, there you go. I just gave you a money-making idea. Man, right now, you can literally go and sign up with Printify, right? And um, create you some t-shirt designs. Create your designs on Canva. Download them without, um, download them with transparency. Put them on them shirts, Uh, Get you a Shopify account Link your Printify and Shopify together, girl And boom, shakalaka You just started to a t-shirt business You ain't even got no inventory You can start a t-shirt business Um, You can start a, a Tumblr business Mug making business And then what you gonna do? Well, sis, I don't know how to market, baby You know how to post everything else on social media So just start posting about your business Just like you ain't afraid to get ratchet on social media Don't be afraid to post your business on social media That's the straightforward way Some things just just need to be just boom shakalaka. Like, I'm telling y'all, this year, I have literally been inspired by not only Real Talk Kim, by Pastor, um, what's his name? But by, um pastor michael todd and they have inspired me that i gotta i'm about to add so much value to y'all i'm about to teach y'all things that god has blessed me to know how to do this year i'm about to literally help y'all this year in a way that i feel like i have not helped before but let me tell y'all some this year i'm i'm raising up christian content creators because i'm a christian content creator making four figures a deal okay so i'm raising up christian content creators this year we creating coaches this year like one of my students who was with me in my 15k god's way signed up to work with me one-on-one and now she's going to start teaching people how to be able to get grants she about to release an ebook so she um signed up with one-on-one coach with me to do that i have another person that's going to be getting coaching started with me pretty soon one-on-one coaching and stuff and they have a story where they went through lung cancer and we finna help other people walk through that same thing and stuff so she got like i'm telling y'all we about to raise up some stuff in this year this is how you like we told god this was our yes year so we're not gonna be afraid to promote ourselves this year. We're not gonna be afraid to say yes, amen. So I'm I'm cooking. I'm cooking this year, and I, I had to pull myself out. Uh, Toya and Keisha, can one of y'all go to IG? Okay, y'all. Let's get back to the word, y'all. We gotta focus, okay? Cause y'all know y'all know I, I y'all know I stand against ADHD, right? So if she go on a tangent. It may take me a little long to get back. That's why I'm be taking y'all questions. It ain't that I'm being rude, y'all. It's that y'all don't understand what your girl gotta do. Focus, amen. And some days is better than others. (laughs) Today I'm really excited, so yeah. Okay, so Ephesians chapter one. Let's go to verse three now. It says, "Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who Listen to me and listen to me well. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. Write that down. Because I'm teaching y'all on identity. I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. Write it down. Say, God has blessed me with every spiritual blessing. Hey mama, in the heavenly realms in Christ. So the next time you want to say that I ain't got it. No baby, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 818, this is another part of your identity, that your God has given you power to get wealth. God has given you power to give wealth, meaning I've given you the ability. Now, what you do and do not do with that ability is between you and the Lord. But you have been given the ability as a daughter or as a son of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Then let's go to verse four. It says, Just as in his love he chose us in Christ. Write this down. I have been chosen in love. Y'all see how I'm creating affirmations for y'all that y'all can start speaking over yourself every day? That I say, I have been chosen in love. Come on. Write that down. I have been chosen in Love. Y'all write these things down. I've been chosen in love for over. Come on, Tony. Y'all, I'm trying to multitask so that way I can have this link ready by time I'm done preaching, okay? It ain't gonna be fully built out, but it'll be enough for y'all to get signed up. tracking quantity because we want it to be unlimited okay it says actually selected us for himself as his own i have been selected by god for a divine purpose write that down i have been selected by god for a divine purpose Amen. Y'all got that? I have been selected by God for a divine purpose. Okay. Then Okay, write this down. Okay, it says, "Before the foundation of the world." So, this is what you need to understand about your identity. Before the foundation of the world whatever even laid, God had you in mind. So, that's even something I say I thank you, God, that even before the foundations of the world, you had me in mind. Because many of you, okay, so I grew up with a mother who told me I was a mistake. I was born out of a lie. So because I felt like I was a mistake and I was born out of a lie, I didn't quite feel like I had a purpose, right? I didn't quite feel like my life mattered. I felt like I was a nobody. I felt like I was nothing, right? But God, that's not what he said about me. God says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God says that I am an heir, right? So even when I want to go into that mode and be like, oh, I'm just like, I'm so unworthy. No, I am not unworthy because see what Jesus did on the cross. He did that on the cross because I was made worthy by him. Amen. Write that down. I have been made worthy by Jesus. I have been made worthy by Jesus, y'all. I'm getting this uh, link done. So for those of you who want to sign up for my six week masterclass that I'm going to be doing, um, we can get it done on the live today. So that's why y'all see me looking to the side, but I'm going to test. Amen. Okay, it says so that we would be holy. Now, a lot of you think being holy means being perfect. That is not what being holy means. That is not what being holy means. Being holy is not about being perfect. It is being set apart, being consecrated, right? So when something is holy, it is set apart for a intended purpose. Um, I'm teaching out of Ephesians chapter one, and I'm also teaching out of first uh, Corinthians chapter 12. So I'm teaching out of both of those, okay? So realize that God has created you for purpose and he made you holy now I'm not saying that you you were made perfect you're not perfect you're never going to be perfect that's why the bible says he who begun a good work in you is faithful to complete it meaning the God who started the work in you is faithful to complete the work in you now our problem is is that we allow God to start the work and then when it starts getting really good then we stop feeling like we need God in the work any y'all ever done that You cried out to God to help you, and then the moment that God started doing it, now all of a sudden, I don't need help no more. No, baby. You still need help. Because you have to understand is, you're not done learning yet. This is not a walk where now all of a sudden, okay, I, I don't, I, I'm done learning. No, we're never done learning. We have to understand we are students, right? And because we are students, right, that means that we forever keep learning. And that was one of the things that I had struggled with because. I'm so good at certain things that I never think to take a class on. I never think to learn it, right? Until now, all of a sudden, I read, I get, I hear a preaching that tells me, "I'm not a boo-boo Kitty." You need to still keep on um, studying because what does the Bible says? It says, "Study to show yourself approved, a workman needing not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." It's funny because God showed me that that scripture today. And at first, I didn't understand why he showed me that scripture until now. Study to show yourselves approved, a workman needing not being needing not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That means that God's word should have a balance in your life. It's supposed to be balanced, but it's not supposed to be that we are strong in financial things, but we are weak when it comes to spiritual things or we're strong in spiritual things but we're weak in finances I mean because it, it's great that you are spiritual right but you still broke that, that's not gonna help because understand that in this world that we live in right the world that we live in requires money so as much as we want to say all oh, money don't matter okay don't pay your light bill okay don't don't go to work then Stay right at home. If it does not matter, stay right there where you at. I'm going to do that, day. Okay, we're going to do February 28th. We're going to start February 28th, y'all.
1: And I'll be done with that, and I can do the rest later on.
0: February 28th. And it'll be at 7 p.m. Perfect. Okay. So let's keep going. Okay, so it says how... We would be holy, that is consecrated, set apart for him, and purpose-driven. What has been driving you? Are you purpose-driven? Or are you fleshly driven? Thank you for subscribing. Are you driven by money? Are you driven? No, we're in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Are you driven by validation? What drives you? Because, see, when you're purpose driven, right, when you when your identity is rooted in God, then you become purpose driven. Right. So when you're consecrated, you're driven by purpose, meaning like you have a vision for your life. You have a purpose for your life, even if it's per se. I don't know. I'm called to prophesy. I at least know that I'm called to preach. I know that I'm called to bring the gospel around the world. So what that may look like is, okay. I'm bringing the gospel in the sense of, okay. how can I shine my light on my job today? Man, everybody always comes to this office so depressed, so negative. But see, the Bible didn't say that I was called to that. The Bible says that I'm supposed to care. I'm supposed to be joyful, right? Um, everybody else may be worried, but I'm not called to worry because the Bible says worry doesn't add anything to your life. God, he says, I already know everything that you need. So when you live a life with purpose, all of a sudden your habits change. That's why a lot of you struggle When it comes to creating healthy habits and healthy disciplines, it's because you're creating it on a do level instead of identity level. There's a difference between I am healthy and I eat healthy. I am healthy is who I am. So because that's who I am, that's what I do naturally versus I eat healthy. That's what I do. But I also can do differently. So there's a difference. Okay. Okay. Now it says that and blameless in his sight in love, verse five, he predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through Jesus Christ. So through Jesus Christ, I have been adopted as a child of God. And notice what he said. He predestinedly and lovingly planned for us to be adopted. So I wasn't playing. I wasn't a mistake. No, I was playing in love. A lot of you have been walking around like my parents didn't want me. Nobody cared about me. Jesus cared about you. That's what helped me to be able to break free from being told by my mom every day or every other day. Your daddy lied to me. He said he couldn't have kids. So, you know what I did? I took it. I took on this identity that I was a mistake. And then my family rejecting me all the time or I was called fat all the time. So I took on this identity of being fat. I could not for the longest time get away from that identity until I went and got gastric sleep, right? So then, I mean, being called a mistake. So you know what I did? I kept on just always trying to people please, trying to be something, looking to everybody else for my validation and approval because I was a mistake. So because I was a mistake, I needed to find some sort of validation to understand who I was because I wasn't supposed to be here. So if I wasn't supposed to be here, then why am I here? That makes sense to y'all? Y'all, let me know if this is helping y'all today. So it tells me that God planned me in love. He adopted me to himself as his own. So a lot of times, a lot of us carry this orphan spirit, right? And when you carry an orphan spirit, you can tell that somebody has an orphan spirit because they don't let people help them. That's a clear indicator. They have major trust issues. You have to do everything by yourself. You can't trust nobody to help you. Um, When you have that, because orphan, that orphan spirit also comes with abandonment, right? So you're always expecting people to abandon you. You're always expecting people are going to leave you. You're always expecting that people are going to reject you. And so if you know that you, you never feel like you can trust nobody. You can't trust a man. You can't trust friends. It's like that, right? And so you have you take on this orphan spirit. Now here's the problem with that orphan spirit. That orphan spirit is, is um, a conflict to the fact that you have been adopted by God. Because imagine that you've been adopted by God and you've been adopted, but you're still trying to act like an orphan. See, when a child is adopted, that means a child now has a mother and a father there that is present to take care of them and help them, right? Now, when you have an orphan spirit, that means that you don't have a mother, you don't have a father. So why would I go to God when I need finances? If I'm an orphan, why would I go to God when I need help with my business? I'm an orphan. Why would I need? Why would I go to God? You know, when I need um, wisdom because I don't have that fatherly figure in my life or why would I go to God to get nurturing? Why would I go and why would I allow people to be there for me when the orphan spirit tells me that nobody is ever there for you? People are just going to use you and take advantage of you. Because, see, that's what the orphan spirit does. It's going to tell you that everybody is just out to get you. And even if they do come, they're going to eventually abandon you. So you're going to notice that you really struggle to emotionally attach to people. I did not intend to preach on an on orphan spirit today. But here we go. So understanding now that you have been adopted. now And even think about that. An orphan spirit operates out of survival, out of fear. You know, like, I have to do this. I had to be the mother. I had to be the, you know, the provider. I didn't want to have to do all this. No, I had to. So you're operating out of a have to basis versus a get to basis. So, like, I I was forced into this lifestyle. I didn't choose it it chose me right so abandonment chose me I wasn't I didn't choose to be born to a mother who was gonna abandon me no this is kind of what I was born into so now what I had to do I had to make do with that so for me what came out of it is a lot of overthinking so I learned how to use overthinking as a way to be able to cope or get through difficult things so instead of me necessarily going to people for advice or needing to go to people to help I was I was taught a long time ago you can't trust people for advice and help So you kind of go inward to yourself. Because, again, you don't trust people. She said, you're absolutely right about the orphan spirit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So notice how he says that, you know, you're now a child of God. So now that I'm a child, you know, my kids, because they know that I'm their mother, they're not afraid to ask me for any amount or anything. Now, Addie's gotten in that stage where she kind of want to work for what she got and stuff. But, however, my kids have no problem, you know, because they know that I'm their mother. They don't mind going to my pantry, eating up whatever they want to eat up, and they don't filter how much they eat, okay? They, they have no bounds to how much they believe that I can buy groceries because they know I'm their mother. Now, if they go to Mama Cheryl's house, even though that's their granny, they're still not just going to go in there and do whatever they want to. Why? Because they understand that they... Or they feel as though that they don't have that same permission or that right to do there. But see, because I'm their mother, right? It's easier to do these things. That's what God is desiring from us as his children to understand that, hey, listen, now that I'm your father, you have the confidence now to walk boldly in your calling. Now that I'm your father, you have the confidence, right? You know, to be able to know that. And, and I'm going to tell you something. You can have an orphan spirit and not be an orphan. Because abandonment from your parents at a young age can also cause you to take on that persona of being an orphan that you can't trust nobody. Right? And so, you know, God wants for us to understand that, listen, I'm giving you these freedoms, man. I'm giving you the power to get wealth so you don't got to be afraid of wealth no more. Right? He wants you to know, listen, I gave you peace so you don't have to keep running to pieces. I've given you boldness so you don't have to worry about what people think about you. I'm already pleased with you. So you ain't got to try to do all that. Jesus died for your sins, so if you think that you're going to obtain perfection and stop sinning on your own, then you got this thing backwards. Because it's not about us trying to learn how to stop sinning or stop doing anything on our own. No, what we do is that we focus on, I found that when I focus on Jesus and I focus on the love that Jesus has for me, it's easy for me to forgive my enemies, right? But when I focus on Takaya, baby, we about to drag you. When I'm focused on all that you know, Jesus has given to me, it's easy for me to not want to do those things that I normally would do because I'm so caught up in his goodness. But see, that's a lot of the issue is that we don't get caught up in his goodness, we get caught up in our imperfection. So we tend to focus more on our imperfections than focus on his goodness. And so because I'm focused on my imperfections, what do you think I'm going to draw more into my reality? Imperfections. Because wherever your focus is, that's where you're going to keep getting results at. So it says how, you know, in accordance with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will to the praise of his glorious grace and favor, which he so freely bestowed on us. It didn't say which he so freely made us work hard for it. No, it says God freely bestowed on us this. So I have the free reign now. To know that God has given this to me God has ordained this for me And because God has freely given me this I don't have to toil for it I don't got to work hard for it I just got to a, a step into Who he's already made me to be So then it says how in him we have redemption That is our deliverance and salvation And I want you to write that down God I thank you that I have redemption in you I don't have redemption in my job I don't have my redemption in my man. I don't have redemption in my kids. No, my redemption is in God. Because the moment I start placing my identity in other people, when other people make me mad, you know where my identity is going to go? Right out the window with the people who made me mad. If I put my identity in everything else, what happens when that thing dries up? What happens if God says, okay, I want you to pivot now. What if God tells me I want you to coach? Okay, what if I've been coaching business and God say, okay, now I want you, to, you, I want you to coach on spiritual things. Oh, but God, I'm a business coach. I'm not a spiritual coach. Yeah, but I've also gifted you spiritually. Now, imagine that because I've seen so much success over here, right? And I've attached my identity to the successes over here. And now God is wanting to do a new thing. I'm going to have a conflict, right? Because... My identity has always been here. So now God is calling me to something new. And because, yeah, I got trust here in God, but I ain't got trust over here. I'm going to do what? I'm going to be like, oh, that ain't God over there. I need to stay here. Why? Because I got evidence here, but I ain't got no evidence there. But, okay, but now let's say that instead of my identity being in the thing, my identity is in God. Now, the thing about God is God doesn't change. So let's say my identity is in God. Right. And my redemption is in God. And I see it that way. Then even if I've seen success over here and God says, hey, I want you to pivot and go over here. It's going to be easier for me to go over here. Why? Because my identity is in God, not in the thing. So because my identity is in God now, because I got rapport with God, it doesn't matter where God sends me because I my confidence is in him. So even if he sends me into a place that I'm not comfortable in because I'm confident in him, I can walk in that place. But in my confidence, okay, take, for instance, for some of you, if you attach your identity to your job, what happens when God calls you to be a a business owner? Man, you're going to have a whole identity crisis. When you lose your job, you're going to have an identity crisis. Why? Because your identity was attached to the job. It wasn't attached to the one who gave you the job. And that's what God is wanting to tell us. Hey, don't attach your identity to the thing. Attach your identity to the one who gave you the thing. Because if your identity is in God, then the same God who promoted me at that business, can't he promote me at my, uh, I mean, promote me in my job? Can't he promote me in my business? Man, the same God who is faithful every single week on my job. Because listen, your job, they can walk in there at any given moment and literally tell you that, uh... They done, but you, they can fire you at any given moment, right? But see, because you place your identity in that, instead of placing your identity in God, what happens when it's taken away from you? See, what if sometimes the reason why things are taken away from us is because God started seeing that we made that thing an idol? Isn't it funny how idol and identity because anything that we put our, our, our hope in or our trust in, what we put in God, is so easy to become an idol. It's so easy to become an idol. So God tells us, he said, listen, your redemption, your deliverance and your salvation, meaning you getting free and you being saved, that's in him. And it says through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin. So I want you to write down I have been completely forgiven by God. And I have been completely pardoned from my sin. Because some of you right now have still not forgiven yourself from things in the past. So because you haven't forgiven yourself for things in the past, now all of a sudden you're struggling. Because here you have your past every single day. Even though God is telling you to do this, you're still allowing your past to counsel your present and your future. Meaning if my past was counseling my present and future, where would I be? But can I be honest to say there are parts in my life where I can look and see that my past has counseled that area. And every time I've let my past counsel my present and my future, I literally get the same result I got in my past. That's the thing about it. So it says how just as in his love, he chose us, y'all. He chose us in love. So going back down to verse 7, it says, And we have been in accordance with the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and all understanding. God has lavished on us his grace. God didn't halfway give us grace. No, like he literally like lathered it. Like you ever like lathered, been lathered up with soap or something. That's what God is trying to tell you. Like you've been lathered up with my grace. And I lavished it on mean, I freely gave it to you. I put it on you. And I put my grace on you when knowing you were going to fall, you were going to cheat, you were going to mess up, you were going to quit, you were going to be double-minded, you were going to procrastinate. Because, listen, God knew everything about you even when he called you. Even when he called you to start that business, he knew everything about you. He took it all in account and said, that's not enough for me to say, I can't even her." So I want to go over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's go back over there. And um, I'm going to read at verse 4 again and then we'll work from there. So it says, now there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers. But it is the same spirit who grants them and empowers believers. So notice, it is the same spirit who not only gives us these things, but it empowers us also. So my power to do what I do every day doesn't come from Sakai, it comes from God. If you're going to be able to be effective in who God has called you to be, you have to be drawing your power from God. And it says, and there are distinctive varieties of ministries and service, but it is the same Lord who is served. So just because your gift may look differently than the person next to you, at the end of the day, it's still the same God who served. So even though, like, Elijah's naturally gifted to pastor, I'm naturally gifted to prophesy, right? Now, how, what it looks like to pastor, you can even look, pastor's personalities versus prophet's personalities are two different things. Now, if I compare myself to Elijah, I'm going to feel a little inadequate. And I have at times, I'm like, God, I'm just not made that way. Elijah's so nice and graceful with it, God. I'm just like a, I'm just cut straight to the point i just don't want to I, i'm the person who i don't feel like i need to dance around the mountain like just get to the point but elijah oh he will go through the whole entire point with you now i will overly explain certain things if i'm passionate about it but sometimes i'm really just like just like you know and so it says that and there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things that's where i'm going to stop at today It says there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things. Meaning, it is okay that your way of doing it is different than the person next to you. It is okay that your way of prophesying is different than my way of prophesying. It is okay because this is, but in the, but it is the same God who produces all things and all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empowering them. A lot of times, like I see this so much in the church right now where there's so many people that are like arguing because this prophet prophesied this way or this person do it the way they do it. And the reality of it is, is that, you know, this is what Paul said. It's not about how they do it as long as Jesus is being glorified. It is not my, the Bible says, we are. who are we to judge another man's servant? It's not my job to judge another person who is a prophet. Why? Because they're not my servant. I may not agree with them, but it's not my job to judge them. It's not my job to try to say, oh, you need to do it my way or the highway. Why? Because the Bible says that God does it in a distinctive way in, in everybody's life. Because the gift is, a lot of people don't realize this, the gift is administered through your personality and your emotions. And so it's going to shine forth. So where I may be a jokey kind of person and somebody else is more stern, the reality of it is, is, as long as God is being glorified, that's what matters. It's not about me trying to look like the next person. It's not, like, it's not about me trying to be like Sashay, me trying to be like anybody online right now. Right? Even for me, like I built a brand called The Sis You Need. It's not your job to go build a brand saying, hey, sis. No. You know what God, what your job is? Your job is to build a brand that mirrors who he made you to be. It's not just because I pray this way doesn't mean it's your job to go pray that way. No. It is your job to pray the way that God has called you to be. You know why? Because God blesses who you are, not who you try to be. God is not looking for imposters and God is not looking for copycats. God is looking for you to allow his glory to shine through your life in the way that he created you to be. Like, I was, like, I was in my class. Brittany, I'm going to talk about you a little bit. Um, in my last master class, like, that was when I found out some stuff about my granny. And how they just started, all these ladies just started, all my master class students just started praying over me, right? And Brittany, she, Brittany, like, oh, so, right? And Brittany, like, Lord, have your way. Take the burden of Lord oh lord have it oh god you moving right that is britney but for me right that's not my personality my personality is is i'm gonna cut very straight to the point nine times out of ten but then there are other times that when the fire guy get on me y'all i'm never wanting to be like y'all i'm crunk up in the spirit like i was on the phone with somebody i was on the phone talking to somebody about you know just our gifts and how god has graced us and stuff and i told her oh girl girl tell me i'm over here getting the holy ghost juice up me like that being me, I feel like I start getting extra country when God really begin to <laughs> it's funny. <clears throat> when God begins to come out of me. Now what about the person who's not country though? See, what if I was sitting over here like, God will, I don't do it how um how Brittany does it, so maybe I'm not called to pray. Like my y'all, anybody who be me, y'all know when the prophetic start coming out of me, I get turned. turn to turn, 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 right? I get crunk. I don't get solemn. No, I get like, right? So, today, what I want for you to leave with is understanding that it's okay to be different, understanding that it's okay. To not look like everybody else. Even in business, it's okay for you to, it's okay for you to go to a master class and pick the things that agree with what God is speaking to you already. But then maybe you go to that class and there's some things that don't speak to you. Okay, leave it. Because this is when we start overthinking a lot. Overthinking. Is, is is in, in it, it heightens when you start comparing yourself when you start going to my website and now you're looking at your website and you're like oh but Takaya got all this on her website well yeah but baby there was a point in time when Takaya didn't have a website okay there was a point in time when Takaya didn't know how to make flyers okay there was a point in time when I didn't know how to design websites at that right so yeah now it look this way because I know how to design them I'm passionate about it and I love it but there was a point in time back in the day when I didn't I wasn't passionate about it I didn't love it and stuff and and that was where it was there was a point in time when I got on lives and I did videos and nobody showed up but I kept being faithful with what God was doing now at that time why was I being faithful because God was teaching me discipline sometimes you may very well be being who God has called you to be and you may not get the reaction you want because God is teaching you how to learn how to validate yourself how to learn how to love yourself how to learn how to preach to a screen and and literally get the whole message and be like man that message I don't know who it was for but it was for me maybe God is wanting you to keep showing up and be prophesying it and you get on your lives and be like I want to welcome everybody here you ain't got one person there but you still what are you doing you're calling those things that be not as though they were because a lot of times our struggle is when we don't get the initial reaction we want we, we quit and God may be teaching you discipline and faithfulness I'm going to tell y'all and this is for me also it is so easy to show up when I got the results like when I know it's a sure bag a sure results. oh yeah we showing up easily man the, the, the thing is when we got to show up when we ain't got the sure fire when we ain't got the sure result man that's really when discipline comes in When I got to keep on doing this, even when I don't feel like doing this, even when I don't see the result. But what I don't understand a lot of times is, and this is what we got to learn how to pray, right? We got to learn how to pray and say, God, what are you teaching me here? Is there something in me that you're trying to establish Are you trying to teach me character? Are you trying to teach me discipline? Are you trying to teach me how to trust you? Are you trying to teach me how to be faithful? Are you trying to teach me how to receive your blessing? Maybe the reason why, maybe God is trying to teach you how to just learn how to receive. And so we have to really begin to pray to God and say, Father, what are you teaching me here? Because a lot of times we give up because we're not, we don't feel like we're learning something. And and God, but we never think to go to God and say, God, what are you teaching me though? Man, I get it because that's where I was. I was so weary. Like, at, like yesterday I was talking to somebody and I said, man, I got to lighten my load. You know, like I, I can't do this. I got too much on my plate. And I said, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to take a sabbatical. Right. I was like, I'm going to give up preaching and um just take me some time off. And um, she she said, I just feel like I need to tell you, does God ever take a sabbatical from you? Mm. Y'all, you know when you like, you ain't even got to talk to me like that, baby. You ain't gotta talk to me like that. What I realized was God was saying, of course you ain't got no energy, baby. You pouring from an empty cup. Yeah, of course you don't feel like you got the strength to do what you need to do. Why? Because you ain't connected. You know better than to just try to go into the day and just start pouring out. No, Takaya, you got to do your meditations. You got to read. You got to do your disciplines. Because when you do your disciplines, you can do all them things. And then, two, you got to cut your time down. Because you can be effective and say exactly what you need to say and do it in a short amount of time. And it wouldn't take as much out of you. Because I made you to be a mother. Much as you keep begging me to take your calling away, I ain't doing it if you ain't figured it out. I made you to be a wife. I've given you this business. I've given you this content. I've given you influence. I've given you all these things. I didn't give you all these things so they can crush you. I gave you all these things because I truly believe you have the capacity to be them. However, my daughter, if you don't get your time management skills in order, your faithfulness skills in order. Your discipline skills in order. And if you don't learn how to be able to hone these things, you will be burned out all day long. hmm So I can do, you can do all of, you can wear every last one of them hats that I've assigned to you. Because the Bible says you can do all things through Christ, which he has called you to do, right? So I can do everything God has called me to do, but I got to do it through Christ. I can't do it through Zacchaeus. Because Takaya's strength is limited, right? But if I do it through Christ, I'm not limited no more. I may mean, very well could say, oh, because of ADHD, that's why I ain't I ain't got time management skills. But see, that's just a cop-out, right? Because here's the thing, anything that I've ever wanted in life, I've overcome it. I'm the girl that if you say no, I'm going to find a yes. So Takaya knows that whatever she puts her mind to, she will accomplish it one way or another. So the same way that I can sit over and say, oh, because of this, I can't do this. No, we're going to find a way and we're going to figure it out and we're going to do what God has called us to do. Because God would have never put it, God would have never gave me this help if I didn't have the capacity to do it but I want to leave you with one thought sometimes in order for you to wear the hat it's going to require another version out of you because just maybe the reason why the hat is crushing you is because the version of you that you keep trying to hold on to or the version of you that you keep trying to be she can't handle that undisciplined Takaya can't handle this overweight Takaya can't handle this Come on. child, Holding on to childhood trauma, Takaya. Can't handle this. Bitter, mad at her family. Can't handle this. Impulsive, Takaya can't handle some of the things that I have. Uh, The people don't like, they're not liking people telling me what to do. She can't handle half the things. I want to be on TV. Well, I got to be okay with them telling me what to do. I want to be a best-selling author. I got to be okay with them telling me if they don't like a chapter in the book I wrote. So I had to realize that it's not a matter that God didn't assign me to the hat. It's a matter of who do do I need to become that the hat doesn't crush. Oh, that right there. Because see, the hat will crush the old me. But this version of me that I'm in the process of becoming, she can wear that hat. But the old me ought to crush her. It would crush her. So I say all this to say understand that where God is taking you to it's going to require more out of you it's going to require certain characteristics out of you it's going to require habits out of you and it's going to require for you to break up with your excuses but that's okay because y'all said 2024 was your yes year and you knew that if you was going to start saying yes you was going to have to start saying no also too right right amen so y'all let's pray and um we are going to uh everybody. I want to welcome you to the Sis You Need podcast. I am a wife. I'm a mother of three. I lead an international ministry. I am an author. I am a mindset coach. I am also a Christian TikTok influencer. I am so excited to have you here today. At this podcast, you're going to learn about faith, family, finances. So y'all, let's get going and change your world today.